You have relieved me from my greatest anxiety, for I know the unexampled industry that has been exerted to destroy the reputation of the accused and to immolate him at the shrine of persecution without the solemnity of a candid and impartial trial. I know that hatred, revenge, and cruelty, all the vindictive and ferocious passions, have assembled in terrible array and exerted every engine to gratify their malice. The thousand tongues of rumor have been steadily employed in the fabrication and dissemination of falsehoods, and every method has been taken to render their slanders universal. We have witnessed the extraordinary means which have been adopted to inflame the public passions and to direct the fury of popular resentment against the prisoner. Why has the body been exposed for days in the public streets in a manner most indecent and shocking to attract the curiosity and arouse the feelings of numberless spectators. Such dreadful scenes speak powerfully to the passions. They petrify the mind with horror, congeal the blood within our veins, and excite the human bosom with irresistible but undefinable emotions. I'm Acadia Einstein, and this is Strangeful Things. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Strangeful Things for 2022. I'm Acadia Einstein here with my intrepid pal, Shuey. Howdy. <laughs> you like that? Howdy. What's happening, folks? Uh, Idaho. We, uh, we talk about the fucked up things. I, I can't put that on the, the, like, you know how we always try and figure out, you know, how do we encapsulate it, blah, blah, blah. Fucked up things. Talk about fucked up things. But that doesn't really work for Apple. Fucking. Yeah, they don't like that. Pussies. Um, yeah. So, so uh, I guess we'll just start like we regular. I mean, it's a new year. It's not a new season though. We have three more episodes no. before season um, seven. So we can't really change stuff until the season, but it's a new year. So why don't uh, we season we, six really just flew by that? Yeah. Right. Over Jesus, fuck over a year. It's like, <laughs> it's like taking off a wet bathing suit. It fucking takes forever and nobody looks and good. Putting doing on it. leather yeah. pants. Or something. Oh, <laughs> All right. Um, why don't we do new and good? That's a thing. Right. It's a new year, a, so there's your new right do. out of the way. <laughs> that was going to be mine. You son of a I bitch. said there's your new. I was helping. All right. Felt yeah. like helping. Well, that is my new. My new is the 2022. This is the year that everything turns around. Yep. COVID goes away. Just craziness of everybody goes away. This is this is the year. Yep. I, I I've you know seen what? it. 50-50 chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I've said that, you know, I said that going into 2020 and 2021 and that's that's you know, why, why not? 
eventually something's got to happen, right? Either either I die, the world ends, or yeah, shit actually gets better. No, because One then you're just has to happen. No, if you that that logic, then you're just a conservative economist wailing about inflation. Oh yeah, going like oh okay, yeah, well, the market's gonna crash. The market's gonna crash. Don't give I that predicted baby it in any 2008. formula. Yeah, don't, and then don't. wrongly predicted it in 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, yeah. 15, 16, 17. We've been warning about inflation for years, <laughs> and now there's inflation, which means we've been right all along. Which we haven't even had at uh, all. Fuck em. I don't, you know in what? 30 years. I stopped. Here's my, all right, so wait, my new. Oh, wait, what's your good? Oh, yeah, the whole year. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, the good is the year. The year's yeah. going to be good. You're, you're good and into the future. So, oh, yeah. Uh, mine was I bought a car. Well, I leased a car. Woo! That we better really pump up the Patreon because I can't afford it at all. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. That's an expensive Bad. car. You're a fancy man now. I am a fancy man. But it's not even like. <laughs> so, like, you have like cool, fancy cars. I have like. It's fancy well, and one it's kind of cool. One of them is kind of cool, yeah. and one of them is like yours, yeah, like a family mobile. Yeah, but I don't even have it. It's just it's just the two of us. So I don't. That's even a have, family. You have cats. Yeah, I know. You well, have a number of the cats. one fucking criteria that that she had was: will all three carriers fit across in the back seat? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. She said it at the dealer. <laughs> No, sorry, work. dear. We're going to have to get a Hummer. Yeah, that's the only car wide enough for the yep, three. Sorry, we're just going to get a we're going to get a motorcycle with a really wide sidecar. <laughs> <laughs> Pull a little kitty trailer or something. Oh, all right. So, no, but your car's super sweet. You should be happy neat. to have it. It is neat. Um, if you want to know what kind of car it is, you're going to have to ask in the Discord. Which you don't even have to pay to get into. I don't True. think. Yeah, no, you can just ask us. I don't, I don't think care. so. Um, yeah, okay. All right. We just have, we do have a special patron channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The patron channel you got to pay for. That's where the, the patrons just talk in the general anyway. So yeah, until I start dropping the nudes. Oh, yeah, that's. It gets hairy in more ways than one. You know, we'll just say that. That's hurtful. That's all we'll say. All right. So I didn't know anything <laughs> about this story two days ago, and oh, now wow. I know a lot because I was <laughs> going to do a completely different story. And ever since we we went to this new format of I'm responsible for the stories. Yeah, I do the same fucking thing every time. I'm like, it, it, it's almost like I have ADHD, which I actually have. The yeah, which means that the stupid pills, every other fucking stupid kid that takes them can like, oh well, I'm like, I'm on meth. I fucking built a radio because I was so focused. Mine just make me sort of normal. Fucking Ugh, sucks. That's not fair. No, it's the worst. If I had started taking them before I had ADHD, then then maybe I'd be somewhere in life. But nope. Anyways, Mm-mm-mm. we're going to go to dreary old Manhattan. <laughs> I was tired of having fun all the time. <laughs> so I don't know how many of our listeners have been to Manhattan before, but it's a pretty big place. 
But in our story, it's not so big at all. And I'm going to start in the future, and then I'm going to go back in time. Wayne's World style, although we're not going to do the noise. Oh, we're not going to go... No. If you're in Soho, because you're super pretentious... (laughs) You are south of Houston Street. You are south of Houston Street, and you go to 129 Spring Street... There's a clothing store called Cause, C-O-S. And in the basement, there's a well. Hmm. Now, it's not like the ring. It's, I was just going to ask that. It's, uh, I'll put the, the, the thumbnail of the episode will be the, the well. It's big, it's tall because it's in the basement and it's tall because it, the fucking, time of our story the land was not where the land is now because all of fucking Manhattan is basically <laughs> built on trash and bodies. Well, landfill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well landfill quotes. Trash and bodies. That's what it is. Well that's what landfill is. We're gonna steal all the gravel from Yonkers and make a city. <laughs> on January 2nd in 1800 you think about how fucking 1800 is a long time ago. Yeah. There were people hanging around that well. Why? <laughs> they had nothing else to do? No, they had something to do. Oh, they, they had something to, to get do. cholera? Because these... <laughs> no. <laughs> hanging out just Maybe. waiting. In the winter? Can't wait to get that smallpox. Yeah, it was... No, there were these... There was these fucking kids... That were fucking around looking in the well because it was 1800 and there really wasn't a bunch else to look at. <laughs> what the hell else were kids going to do? And they saw, and this is going to come up a lot, a warm winter muff. What in the fuck is that? <laughs> a muff? A warm winter muff? Yes. Well, I know what a muff is. Yes, it was oh, winter. Oh, you're talking a different kind of muff. No, well, it's a furry thing you put your hands in. <laughs> Similar. Oh, yeah, yeah, my grandmother had one of those things. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want mittens, but I don't really want mittens. Yeah. I just want to walk I always around. have my hands together. What if my sleeve, what if I wanted a straight jacket, but I wanted to be able to get out of it really I, easy? Oh, I know. I want to pretend that I'm in handcuffs. Exactly. I'll get a warm winter muff. That's what a muff is, folks. And back then, they were probably all like rabbit fur or yeah, fox yeah. or some shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, back then, it, how would they make fake fur? That would probably yeah, be like, oh, well, we finally perfected fake fur, and we only had to kill 9,000 beavers to get it. <laughs> In order uh, to do it, yeah. So they seen this muff, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, that shouldn't be in the well. Smart kids, these kids. Although they wouldn't turn out to be that smart. These kids seem pretty sharp. Yeah, it, 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 it blew up in their face. But anyway, oh. they were like, well, that's weird. It seems it seems very unlikely that some lady would drop her muff in a well. So on January 2nd, the the men folk got really long poles mm-hmm. and just started poke around in the well. 
Maybe there was another muff. Okay. <laughs> they People know. been dumping their muffs in here. That's right. As well as full of muffs. We've been drinking muff all winter. So instead of a muff, they found the owner of said muff, The well, the body of the owner. Floaty of said McGee. Muff. Yes. Her name was Juliana Elma Sands. We're going to call her Elma because that's what her friends called her. She was 22 years old. And at the time she was found, she had been missing for 11 days. Oh, see, I thought when when I saw the episode that it was going to be about Julian Sands. Star that, such that films fucking white haired dude from the uh, and fuck's boxing sake. Helena. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was talking about boxing Helena to somebody the other day. Why? I can't remember. I'm in some weird discords, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can just join anyone you want, really. Yeah, it's true. I join the like and I don't know why I do it because you know what it, you know what the 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 ultimate effect is I get what? notifications I don't want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always fucking beeping and I think, oh well, there's there's a lot going <laughs> on in the strangeful Discord now. Wrong. Nope. It's some other crazy Discord. It's this fucking podcast one that I'm in or that one about the f- <laughs> that one of, that has the I think they're they're like patriots, but I don't know. But whatever. The point is, New that, England Patriots. No, the the bad kind. Oh. Well, for most of the country, those are the bad kind. But whatever, fuck you too. <laughs> so the the woman had been missing. They found her in the well. The muff was the clue, and then they had to find out who did it. Now, in every and we've talked about it before. I am happy until somebody proves me wrong. To go by that fucking TV police detective crime show guy that said there's only three reasons people kill anybody. Revenge, money, or sex. Any murder thing, except for serial killers. And that's why you can't catch serial killers, like, motive-wise, because there isn't one. Because they do it for, like, fun. Yeah, yeah, Or for, yeah. But... I mean, this is this is this is 1800. This this case, yeah. I'll tell you right now. I guarantee you. Now, everybody think 1800. That means that if you're the age you are right now in 1800, you used to live in England hmm. because there wasn't any America. Yeah, we're talking like that is true. The the. I mean, now that I think about it, that means we're that, only up to the second president at that point. Yeah, and that means that Kurt Cobain died in England. Think about that. What? Kurt Cobain died in what? What year? Ninety something. Ninety three, four. Yeah, something shit. Whatever it was, it was. If you go back in time to now, it would have been England. Anyway, oh, the point right, is, I see what you're saying. the victim here is not Kurt Cobain because everybody Kurt Cobain. knows. No, everybody knows Courtney Love killed him, either yeah, he was directly by or indirectly. Love. So oh, by that other guy, yeah, that was living there. We'll never do that case. 
We'll never do it. Yeah. You know how many cases we have to do before we get to that? <laughs> so this case, though, is going to be super significant in a few ways. One of them is that everything we think in popular culture about how police work and stuff like that got good in the Victorian era, Mm -hmm. like 70 years from when this case is, is just because TV likes steampunk and it... Yeah, I thought that would be a good time to... Yeah, it's a fun era. ...to set things in. Everybody loves the Victorian era. Everybody, well, I mean, not like... Oh, yeah, like every carnival row Not like all the countries that they conquered, but... Well, yeah, not a lot of countries in Africa and Asia that are big fans. But if you want to pretend that you have an umbrella that turns into, like, that shoots a dart or whatever like that, and then your house is vaguely steampunk, then you're all over it anyway. Like Sherlock Holmes movies? Yeah. I'm here to tell you that this was 1800, and you were going to see, well, some fucked up things, but also actual forensics. Like, it wasn't, I don't know how to put it. It's, sure, they didn't know what fingerprints were. Sure, they didn't, you know, they didn't have that. They couldn't do your blood type or anything like that. But it wasn't like they were just running around thinking that, you know, every murder victim was killed because of their bodily humors. Like, it's, you know. They didn't didn't just rough people up. No, 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 no. Just bring in all the usual suspects and smack them around for a while. They didn't even have to. They didn't have to do that because just like now, Mm -hmm. everybody immediately said, well, Levi Weeks obviously did it. Now, (laughs) Levi Weeks was the guy who had been courting Elma. Oh. And usually, if somebody that's married dies, you've got a pretty good chance of catching him when you find the spouse. Yeah, that's... Or somebody that the spouse paid, or whatever. So in 1800, it was no different. As a matter of fact, so he was her fiancé, or said to be her fiancé. Right, right. And they're like, yeah, no, he fucking killed her and put her in the well. Or killed her by putting her in the well. Nobody really had that part down, but they knew that he did it. And he was so fucking loathed in the city that if anybody thought he was innocent, they would be like, oh, right. what, you fucking helped him kill her? Like, they, were re- they weren't they <laughs> were fucking around. Because also, it yeah. was 1800, so it was not a giant city. It was a, And we'll get to that. And his own landlord was like, I'll fucking shoot this son of a bitch for killing old Elma. <laughs> so he was arrested. Everybody in town thought he did it. And Levi Weeks was a 24-year-old relative nobody. He worked for his brother. And he lived in the same boarding house that Elma had lived in. So they knew that they were like an item. Right. Now, back then, that whole you have the right to an attorney. Yeah, that that wasn't a thing. Not a thing. Not a thing at all. Except... This is a story 
from 1800 that at every fucking turn, you're going to be like, holy shit, absolutely nothing has changed. Huh. Yay. Nothing. See, Levi didn't have any money, but his brother, his brother Ezra, he was a contractor. He built houses. As a matter Ooh. of fact, he built Gracie Mansion. And for oh, those of that. you not from New York, Gracie Mansion was and still is the official residence of the mayor of New York City. This dude built it. Huh. And at the time this all went down, Ezra and his brother helping him and his company or whatever were building a place called The Grange. Have you ever heard of The Grange? No, I have not. Not, and I don't mean LaGrange, the ZZ Top song. <clears throat> that was the house of somebody very famous. Really? Yep. Alexander Hamilton. Really? That Alexander That's Hamilton. That's as famous as it gets in New York. In 1800 New York, you couldn't get famouser than Alexander Hamilton. Hell no. Now, he owed Ezra money. Like you do. It also happened that Hamilton's buddy also owed Ezra money. Said buddy being the one and only Aaron Burr. Get out of here. I'm staying right here. So this dummy who killed his fiance or girlfriend or whatever went from, well, I'm screwed to I have the famousest people in the whole town as my lawyers for my trial for murder. Huh. Because my oh, yeah. fancy brother, who builds houses for super rich people, hooked me up. Except <laughs> neither Hamilton or Burr knew a fucking thing about criminal trials. Oh, yeah, that's going to hurt then. So they had to get somebody to actually, you know, do that part. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were got good a, at talking to the press and stuff, but yeah, exactly. actual lawyer and yeah, no, they weren't. They might have been a problem. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they were they were politicians, but they you know so like but politicians are lawyers, but you know they're not necessarily good lawyers. Like I don't think anybody's going to be like, oh no, I'm in trouble with the law. I better call Ted Cruz. You know, it's not. Oh yeah, jumping it's not on a that. thing. Uh, so they had they had to get another guy and the guy they got was Henry Brockholst Livingston really other than having a name that you just want to say over and over again the significance of Henry Brockholst Livingston is that he later became a justice of the supreme fucking court Jesus. well I guess when there's only like 10 people it's not that hard to get picked <sighs> They make a good point. 
<laughs> make it, you, you do make a good point. Also, <laughs> what are you I, than now? Also, well, who are we going to pick? I don't know. How many people do I actually know? <laughs> right, right. So, how many people actually went to school at for yeah. any at any level? So, the other significant part of this is that the reason that we know what we know about this trial is because the trial of Levi Weeks for the murder of Elma Sands, also known as the Manhattan Well murder, is the... Wow, that's a... Quite a name. It must you have know, really. It got the point across. To come up with that one. It got, you yeah. know what? Uh, it was the first murder trial in the United States to have a transcript. That's how we know. Right. It actually changed a bunch of how things went because then assholes like us could read what happened in the court and go, yeah, that didn't seem right. You know what I mean? Like it was just another thing to give people a, a, a necessary, but completely unqualified take on the happenings of the day. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, there were three transcripts. Count them. Three. See, the first one was like kind of shitty, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't like yeah. that one. We're not we're not going by that one." So whatever, dude. And <laughs> the second one was a little better. It was by a guy named James Hardy, but he didn't know shorthand, so he couldn't catch up. And he couldn't uh, see from where he was sitting. So they were <laughs> like, I shit you not. He was like, he just kind of wrote down the gist of it. What did he say? What, what was that sworn testimony? I didn't catch it. So his wasn't very good. The third one, the one that everybody goes by, the one that's in the Library of Congress, is by a guy named William Coleman. He eventually became editor of the New York Evening Post. And while it's not, it has its critics, but it's also like, well, compared to these other fucking idiots, you know, he really, he really nailed it. But the three transcripts, just put that in your pocket. Just put in your just pocket. Just putting them right in there. It. Yep, pat it. Just keep it for later. Right there. That's right. So, trial starts. And here's what we know. Because, you know, the facts of the case... In 1799, when the murder occurred, or when Elma disappeared anyway, Levi was living at the boarding house owned by Catherine and Elias Ring, who were Quakers. Oh, that's nice for them. They liked oatmeal? Yes. Quakers were actually also for them. abolitionists. Like from the jump. Yep, from the jump. Good for them. Now, Catherine Ring was Elma's cousin. So she lived there too. So there's another thing smashed about the whole, everything was separated then. Not at this boarding house. Everyone was just mixing it up. Horny dude. (laughs) 
horny girl. It wasn't like the freshman dorms at Queens. Nope. In nope. Queens. No segregate. <laughs> like, it's not like girls on one side, boys on the other, whatever like that. They were all mixed in. So they were openly courting. Everybody knew. By openly courting, you mean talking about like knocking boots? Well, no, it's courting. Like he was just like, "Oh, can I, can I hold this handkerchief that you dropped Ugh. an hour oh, ago?" That's just terrible. Clutch it to my bosom. I don't know what the fuck they can did. Can I, I lay my jacket on the floor so as you don't over walk a mud puddle that you then step in and disappear because the mud puddle is like five feet deep. Yeah, it's so, way deeper. <laughs> yes, that's where the comedy comes from. Nobody expected it. So. She told, well, Catherine Ring told mm-hmm. the court that her cousin Elma had told her on December 22nd, Levi's going to ask me to marry him tonight. I don't think she said it like that, but whatevs. She might. She may she have. She might have. She might have. And yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll get to the, the, the TikTok of the testimony, but according to Catherine... Levi went downstairs about eight. Then she heard someone else go down, which she was like, well, that's got to be Elma because of the whole proposal thing. And they leave. Elma never comes back. Hmm. Now, here's a little fascinating New York thing. Again, if you're not from New York, probably not as fun, but it might be. I'm not going to judge you. I will. Her body, the well, was discovered in Lispinard Meadows. Lispinard Meadow was the very top of Manhattan. And it is now Tribeca. That's how high Manhattan went. Yeah, yeah. Like, everything about... So, for those of you at home... Don't do this if you're driving. Pull up a map of Manhattan. Find Tribeca. And then look up. (laughs) And see all of that city that exists. Well, in what we're talking about. It goes to about 211th Street, something like that. And Tribeca's in the 20s. Yep. It's not. It's not. uh, It was not a big, big town. And it was all smushed down at the bottom. Manhattan's like 12, 12 and a half miles long, and yep. that's only the bottom two miles about. Yep. And when you, if you drive in Manhattan, in the majority of Manhattan, you'd be like, well, this is fucking marvelous because all the streets are squares. Yeah. Except. Not down there. Not down there. It's all fucked up because they just made the roads wherever the fucking cows walked. And this is more evidence of it because instead of, hey, I found her body in Tribeca, I found her in a well in Lispinard Meadows. <laughs> By the way, the meadow takes its name from a French Huguenot family. They fled religious persecution. And at the time. Really? Or did they do it like the pilgrims? No, 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 no. This is New York, remember. All right. What was New York then? Jews, Puritans. <laughs> I don't think so. It's um, true. 
Were they? Quakers. Were they here already? Huguenots. And something called Walloons, and I didn't look it up, but I thought it was a funny name. Oh, my great, 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 great to the 10th power grandfather was a Walloon. Was a Walloon. (laughs) Apparently, Walloons are uh, a cultural identity of people living for the most part in Belgium, principally its southern region of Wallonia, who primarily speak Belgian, French, a language called Picard, and Walloon. Hmm. So they oh they were Catholic. That's why they were shunned. Yeah, that's why they're shunned and persecuted. And their flag is yellow with a big red cock on it. <laughs> so if yeah, you want to mean I just, what if you want to what nothing if you want to make fun of somebody, call them a walloon, and they'll be like, "What do you mean, big red cock?" <laughs> <laughs> what you do, slam it in the door? Ah. That's Jesus's cock. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the, so there was this meadow and there was a well and there was a fucking, uh, there was a pond and the whole thing was basically a swamp. And then the Lispinards were like, you know what? We're tired of living on this. <laughs> like they were sh- the Shreks of New York. They're like, we're sick of it. <laughs> They're like, we got to drain this fucking swamp. So they dug a big ditch to drain the pond and drain the swamp. That ditch is now Canal Street. Ah. Man, we could do a show just about fucked up things in New York. The very first episode we ever did was fucked up thing in New York. Anyway. Oh, yeah? Yep. So, the kids found the muff. (laughs) (laughs) When they fished her out. And then they found another one attached to her. Ha, ha, ha. That's right. And they said, well, the people that fished her out, they were like, well, she's obviously been beaten and her clothes were torn. Also, she fell down a well, so I don't know how much of that. Like, this is the forensic part. They're like, well, obviously she's been beaten. But I contend that if you fell down a well, you would take a beating. Yeah, like you're banking off the sides and stuff. And like, now, I mean, how wide is this thing? Well, yeah, but I mean, it's not a, it's also not a well like filled with fists. So, you know, as I'm sure. No, but I mean, you hit the sides and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't like... think you'd, on a, I don't think you'd like be bouncing back and forth and stuff. But anyways, it, it was 1800. So what did they do? They just brought the body back to the boarding house. And then like hundreds of people came to look at it. Because again, 1800. They don't have radio, to, no TV. Looking down the well wasn't any fun anymore because not only was there no body in it, there was no muff. So they had to go look at the body at the boarding house. <laughs> so then there were so many people looking at the body. They were like, well, we we can't have these dummies coming in the house. They're, they're going to wreck the joint. So they just put it out in the street and guarded it. Wow. Yeah. So that was a thing that happened. Now, another person in our story is Dick Croucher. (laughs) (laughs) I think you pick stories just based on people's names. I might. Dick used to visit the boarding house, so everybody knew him. Also, apparently a super homely fellow. But he made a lot of noise saying that Levi did it. You know, the guy running around the crowd like, 
going, I heard that, you know, like, and then yeah, putting on a, putting on a wig and saying people. it to somebody, oh, I heard the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he, uh, he also said that I heard a guy in Rhode Island had already confessed to being his accomplice, which seems weirdly specific. And yeah. some people said that he was mixed up in printing handbills saying that Levi Weeks murdered her. Which I guess, I guess handbills were the fucking blast email of the day. <laughs> but whether he had anything to do with it or not, as I mentioned, everybody was like, fuck Levi. Fuck that guy. <laughs> then the story evolved. She was so pregnant. That's why he killed her. She was a little preggers. Then it evolved more. You know, she was wearing a wedding dress when he killed her. Well, that makes no sense, because why would you wear your wedding dress to get proposed to? But whatever. People are stupid. Yeah. They totally are. They are, but that's what brought us to the trial. Him and his three fancy lawyers, super fancy. And there were giant crowds around the courthouse. I mean, this was big fucking news. And they had 70 witnesses. Now, here's here's the thing that I find fucking fascinating. There were 70 witnesses and three judges one of them being the mayor of New York, which I don't even know how that works. Huh. Look at that guy. He has the biggest hat in town. He <laughs> looks important. We better make him a judge. Uh. And one of them was called the recorder. They like, But he didn't write the stuff down, so I don't know what the fuck he was recording. But three judges, 70 witnesses. Trial took two days. Two days. Wow. Please state your name. Freddie Johnson. Thank you. No more questions. Next. So the prosecution goes first. We're not going to be super thrilled with (laughs) Cadwallader David Colden. (laughs) Assistant Attorney General for the 1st District of New York. The same 1st District of New York that everybody's always fucking yakking about. Well, old Cadwallader did not really fucking do the people's business. And we'll we'll jump into that. So the first thing he, he says is, oh, yeah, I'm going to call to the stand Catherine Ring. I'll show those fuckers because she she knows all the stuff. And the defense was like, you know, that's not fair. <laughs> that's hearsay. Anything anything she says that Elma said is hearsay. Including that Elma said that he was going to marry her. And the three judges were like, yeah, that sounds fair. And the prosecution was like, all right. <laughs> so she couldn't say anything about that, but she could talk about Elma, saying that Elma was an upbeat girl. Aw, that's nice. She was not prone to sadness. 
She said that the house gave the couple privacy because everybody knew they were planning on marriage. And she said that on the night of her disappearance, she helped Elma get dressed. And she seen that muff. She seen it. Because guess what? Wasn't Elma's muff. What? She borrowed it. it. It wasn't Elma's muff. Whose nope. muff was well, it? it? Elma was wearing it. Wearing it? Right. She was using she it. Had, but yeah, she was using was it. it. But it, it doesn't matter who it was. It just wasn't hers. Right. It was a special I'm getting proposed to muff. Oh, yeah. You got to have one of seen those. it. Because then that way you can walk around with your hands in the muff and then tell people you've gotten engaged and pull out your hand and show yep. off the ring. You can also flip people off and they'll never know. They'll never even know it. You could give them the double finger. <laughs> Oh, man, I got to get me a muff. All right. So she also had what I think was a really, really credible piece of evidence. I'm not 100% sure. Like, it's the kind of thing where you're like, well, nobody would fucking make that up. You know what I mean? She said said that uh, the door to the boarding house was super fucking loud. Like it went when you had to open it, you know what I mean? Like, cause it, it would stick. Right. Right. So what she said was she knew that Levi went down. Everybody knew that Catherine had left. So even though she didn't see them leave together, they had to have leave, left together because she only heard the once. <laughs> right. That's compelling to me. I think. Well, if you think so, then so do I. That's right. We got to be a team. Because mm. if we disagree, it'll be a tie. So right. we always have to agree. They left at eight. Levi came back at 10 and asked Catherine if Elma had gone to bed and wondered why she would have gone out alone. Dun, dun, dun. Well, shouldn't we all be wondering that? Except that according to Catherine, she didn't go out alone. Because oh, Levi left and Catherine left. There was only one. <clears throat> Another witness said they saw Elma in the street right after 8 o'clock. But it was Doc, so even though there was someone with her, she couldn't tell who it was. Had Walleter got witnesses that said they had seen a one-horse sleigh <laughs> that looked like the Levi brothers' sleigh between 8 and 9 o'clock. So they had more than one witness that said, yeah, we've seen this sleigh. But they couldn't agree on how many people were in it. And these yeah. are the prosecution witnesses. Nice. Like, That's pick, a good witness. Just, just call the guy that said two. Don't pick <laughs> the guy that said, oh, I don't know, seven, eight. Oh. <laughs> Actually, it was only two or three. Nobody said eight. More but, than none. Yeah. It, it. Then you got an old lady who said she heard the Weeks slay leave their yard. Like, the equi- whatever the slay equivalent is, I heard them drive away. Hmm. But 
she, uh, according to one account that I read, her her testimony came off as confused. So I could just see Alexander Hamilton badgering some old lady. Really? Can you imitate the sound a sleigh makes when it's going away? Shoosh, said the old lady. Wrong. What about the horse, you idiot old lady? Get off the stand. Case closed. <laughs> and then he looked over at Aaron Burr and said, we're going to win this case, buddy. And very soon, you're going to kill me. <laughs> then he got some other witnesses that said that they had heard someone by the well, someone who was a lady, Ooh. crying for mercy and yelling murder. Huh. Now, the mercy thing I can figure, I don't know who yells murder if you're the one being murdered. Mm. I think that the the first person along that finds you with a big knife sticking out of your chest, like in a fucking Hercule Poirot, who was probably a Walloon now that I think about it since he was Belgian, uh, <laughs> in a Hercule Poirot movie, you would go, murder, Walloon. But I don't think the person being murdered would say that unless they were unless they had turned on the recorder on on their phone. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. I just fucked myself up. See, people have passwords on their phone and shit like that, right? Yeah. What if somebody that always has their phone like on lock? Right has like can explain who murdered them but the only way they can do it is on their phone but then they're like uh and they're dying (laughs) while they do it and they're like oh fuck man no if they find that then they're gonna see all the other fucked up shit i have in my phone i'm just gonna fucking text it to somebody oh i died (laughs) i bet there's a lot of people out there that would do that also, I bet there's a lot yeah, of people probably. that if you had your phone and had time to record who killed you, you could probably call 911. Mm. But whatever. I'm a, I'm a creative writer. But this is all facts. Now we're going to get to the medical testimony. Medical testimony. For the murder. The, the prosecution called two doctors. One of them, David Hosick, was a fancy doctor who treated all the elites of New York and who also would unsuccessfully try to keep Hamilton alive after Aaron Burr fucking shot him. No. He said that according to his examination of the body, she was strangled. Huh. The other doctor that they got was a dentist... Oh, well, he was now I get. Well, no, fuck. He was a dentist who claimed that surgery was his area of study. I don't know how that helps. But that's what he said. He also said that the that she died of strangulation. And they said, well, when did you examine the body? And he said, well, I was with the other fucking 500 people walking by it in the street. And I just, you know, <laughs> gave it a little, gave it a little once over. Not a good uh, witness, not a good prosecutor. No, no. Now the defense 
They got their medical experts, and the doctors they had were actually at the what was called the coroner's jury. It was like when Quincy determined the cause of death. Yeah. He saw the body, like their doctors saw the body as like faster than, well, I mean, unless, unless one of the people poking it with a pole was a doctor, they were the first doctors to see it. And the defense doctors who were at the coroner's jury said the wounds were caused by decomposition while she was in the wicked cold well water and that she had committed suicide. They were at the coroner's jury. They were at the coroner's jury. And the coroner's jury determined that the cause of death was, quote, murder by some person yet unknown. Hmm. So they were at the fucking thing where they said, yeah, no, she got murdered. And they didn't go, well, no, don't you think she committed suicide? They didn't say shit. But now in the trial, now they're saying she committed suicide. Now that thing that I just pointed out, that, that inconsistency. Yes. You know who I'm not? I'm not the fucking prosecutor because the prosecutor didn't say shit. Uh. He, (laughs) the prosecutor also called a witness that, his only testimony was, I know nothing about this affair that you're talking about. Why would you call that witness? They called the three boys who found the warm winter muff. And all they had to say was, oh, we was <laughs> we were looking in the well and we seen the muff. But they got declared incompetent by the defense because they didn't know what an oath was. So they couldn't say they found the muff in the well because they didn't know what an oath was. That doesn't seem fair. No. Now, Richard Croucher, Dick Croucher, remember him? (laughs) Yes. How could I forget Dick? So Dick was crouching around, and uh, (laughs) he... (laughs) Looking like a tripod. Yes. <laughs> he uh, testified, you know, saying that, oh, definitely, definitely, definitely Levi. He's the one that fucking did it. I don't know right. where the, I don't know where the fucking, the part about the guy from Rhode Island came in. I don't know if that, I didn't, because <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't find a, uh, a good version that had been typed out and I couldn't fucking read the actual transcript because it's written with it. All the fucking S's look like F's. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. That whole I thing. Can't. Yeah. It's fucking. Ugh. So his testimony got discredited because apparently they convinced everybody in the court that he had the quote mean down look. Oh, that's, that's an, that's a serious uh, yeah. accusation. Anybody with the mean down look, that meant that they were guilty. Attacking his look. Yep. And then the prosecution <laughs> finished his case by reading out of a book that said that circumstantial evidence was really valuable. <laughs> 
That was his clothes. <laughs> now I know then you bring in a shitty case, but right. I'm I'm a terrible I'm terrible at this. I I shuffle off the the stage of history soon after. So then you get Hamilton and Burr and the other fucking guy Brock Morton or whatever. They get people from the Borden house that say Alma was a troubled girl who suffered from melancholy. Mm. Oh. And one time, she said that she would not be troubled to drink a whole bottle of laudanum, which certainly would have killed her. Mm. Catherine's like, yeah, no, she was totally kill- kidding. It was a joke. Like, everybody that heard it, and it was a joke. Nope, she said it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And I got people from the boarding house to say, well, I mean... Yeah, Levi was, was dating Elma, but he was dating other gals, too. And he certainly wasn't going to marry her. Levi was a player. Yeah. And then they floated out, oh, you know, you know, uh, Catherine Ring has been talking a lot, but you know who hasn't been talking? Her husband, who could have been having an affair with Elma. No. And then everybody was like, what? How shocking, shocking, shocking. (laughs) And they got one of the, not somebody from the house. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it said neighbor. Uh, anyway, said yeah. No, once I once I heard people in the, <laughs> I heard people talking in the front room, and then I heard the ring's bed shaking. If you know what I mean, Catherine wasn't there, and he recognized Mister Ring's voice, but he didn't know who the second one was. But he said something like, "But I definitely didn't not know that it wasn't the dead lady." <laughs> Definitely then, did not know, huh? In his testimony, he said, "Yeah, no." They, they were like, "Well, have you ever seen the bedroom? Like you said, you heard the bed shaking. Have you ever seen the bedroom?" He's like, "Yeah, no, I've never seen the room. Not only have I not seen the bed, I've never seen the room." <laughs> well, where was the bed? I was against the law because I uh, against the wall because I, I seen it placed. So he right. said two completely opposite things. Prosecution said nothing. And in some weird fucking weirdness, they got the guy that ran Ezra's stable who said that there's no way, there's no way that the sleigh couldn't have been, could have been taken out that night. And then they got other sleigh experts to say, ah, they couldn't, they couldn't have got all the way to that well in that sleigh in the dark. Like it's the it's really the horse more than the sleigh. Huh. Like unless it only has one skid thing, I think your fucking sleigh is going to be fine. And they found sleigh tracks at the fucking well in the meadow. Prosecution didn't say anything. <laughs> then Levi had an alibi. He had somebody to say that between eight and nine p.m. Levi. Well, he was at my house talking about business ventures. And since he was with me until nine, he would have only had 20 minutes. 20 minutes? Because it would have taken him 40 minutes to get from my house back to the boarding house. He was at the boarding house at 10. That leaves only 20 minutes for him to do the murder. Well, that sounds like a really good alibi, Levi's brother Ezra. (laughs) Huh. 
That's that was his alibi. His brother, his brother that hired right. his lawyers. That's a great alibi. It, yeah. So the defense's claim, Alexander Hamilton, the the fucking sainted Alexander fucking Hamilton, <laughs> who, and since we're talking about Hamilton, everybody is familiar with the hit Broadway musical Hamilton. Uh-huh. And if you are a fan of that musical and you're the kind of fan that knows all the songs, then I would direct you to the song Non-Stop. Mm-hmm. Where Hamilton says, gentlemen of the jury, I'm curious, bear with me. Are you aware that we're making history? This is the first murder trial of our brand new nation, the liberty behind deliberation. I intend to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt with my assistant counsel. And then Burr says, co-counsel Hamilton, sit down. Our client, Levi Weeks, is innocent. Call your first witness. That's all you had to say. He references the fact that the thing that fucking made Hamilton famous was this trial. Mm, Yeah. And their theory of the fucking case was that not only was she sad and maudlin, (laughs) depressed, she often lied about where she went at night. And I don't know about you, but to me, that means whore. That's Alexander Hamilton. Even though some witnesses said that the hose on her leg had been ripped off, while others just said, no, it just had a hole in it. Some people said that her collarbone was broken, and the coroner's jury was like, no, it wasn't. That seems like it would have been easy to check. The only thing that all the doctors agreed on was that, no, she was not fucking pregnant, you stupid townies. (laughs) So all of this, all of this fucking victim-blaming fucking nonsense from Hamilton and Burr and Brock Morton, they knew part of the evidence. People testified to the fact that when the body had been discovered and Levi was told... He said, is it the Manhattan well she was found in? And everybody was like, why, why would you why would you even say that? Like, he didn't even know about the muff at that point. So, randomly, after the muff was brought to whoever the authorities were, I don't know, the sheriff, I, uh, whatever, and the guys with the poles went to the well... The first fucking thing out of his mouth was to just say exactly where the body was. Hmm. But the prosecution didn't say anything about that either. <laughs> and since Levi didn't take the stand in his own defense, because he's not a fucking idiot, because all he had to do was watch the rest of the trial, which only took two days, so you could just remember it because it only happened yesterday. <laughs> then if you look up this trial, you're going to find a fucking uh, a wood cutting or whatever the fuck they used for pictures back then. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be a picture of Aaron Burr. um, In a threesome. Aaron Burr. Yes. Aaron Burr and a, and a naked tiefling from Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) No, it says Aaron Burr's stratagem. 
Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Aaron Burr's <laughs> stratagem at the Weeks trial, and it shows him holding up two candelabras up around the head of a of a guy leaning against a post. Hmm. And that's like the most famous part of the whole trial. That <laughs> that they held it. It was it was Dick Croucher. They're like, oh, get a good look at this guy. Now I don't know why they needed the candles because I don't know like if the if there were no windows in the courtroom, which seems like that if. if I don't know. A well-lit courtroom seems to be like the bare minimum of justice. <laughs> like, I know that justice is supposed to be blind, but not all the other people in but the not fucking everybody involved. Yeah, Jesus. So, like, or he was just dripping the wax on him, and he was going, "Oh, those fucking nips." That could have been too. so hot. Oh, Anyways, <laughs> that the the whole candle thing, pointing out Croucher was apocryphal at best. It probably didn't happen. Because in Burr's biography, they said that um, he did the candle thing and went, Behold the murderer, gentlemen! Not women, you don't count. Gentlemen! But Hamilton's son, yeah, whose name was John Church, that didn't make any sense, but whatever, I don't care. He said that only his... Only somebody as smart as his father or Batman could have figured this out. <laughs> and he, Hamilton, put candles on either side of the witness stand as Croucher was testifying so that everybody would get a good look yeah. at him. And they were like, and, and when the prosecution was like, why are you putting candles next to the witness? And Hamilton went, I have special reasons, reasons for doing what I'm doing. And those reasons, when the real culprit is detected and placed before the court, will be understood. And nobody understood. Because, mm. it, but supposedly that's what was said. But what they were trying to say was that Dick Croucher was the one that killed her. Oh, Dickie Crouch. That's certainly why he was trying to spread all the rumors about Levi Weeks. It's surely why he kept fucking hanging around instead of leaving because nobody suspected him at all. <laughs> like, yeah. So uh, <laughs> it wasn't, he could have just gone like to where Harlem is now and maybe gotten shot by an indigenous person, but still. So it was all bullshit because all they got Croucher for was the guy spreading rumors because even though he was ugly and nobody liked him, he had been at a birthday party and a bunch of people that had nothing to do with anything was like, yeah, old, ugly, weird dude was at our birthday party. So he didn't do it. <laughs> so now apparently the fact that the, <laughs> the fact that the trial took two days was the equivalent of the trial quote, dragging on. Huh. Justice was fucking snappy. <laughs> and since it had taken so snappy long. Snappy and slappy. When they were done, the judge was like, yeah, you know what? It's been a long two days. We're not going to come back tomorrow and do, you know, closing arguments or whatever. Instead, I'm going to give a speech to the jury. Really? And according to the general public, his speech was basically like Bill Barr's interpretation of the Mueller report. Oh, like, God. Yeah, no, just yeah, the defense is super right. Don't worry about it. 
Hmm. So the court said, basically, all three of them, there wasn't enough proof to say that Levi did it. Now, I'm not saying that they should have just said, well, the townies say he did it, so we should declare him, like, fucking innocent. Because the prosecutor (laughs) did suck. But the prosecutor might have been in the tank. But I would think that the jury would take more than five minutes to come back with a not guilty verdict, but nope, they wanted to get the fuck home. Five minutes. So the trial was two days and the deliberation took five minutes? Deliberation was five minutes, and I bet four of the minutes was like, we can't go out now, right? No, we we gotta wait. wait. We gotta make it look like we actually thought about it. Yep. Five minutes seems to be good. Yeah. How are we going to know when five minutes passes? I got to get home and watch some plant grow. Have watches been invented? I'm genuinely not (laughs) sure. So, Yes, there were watches by then. One of the ring's neighbors, after they were found not guilty, the fucking town was livid. Her murderer yet lives, but let him... They'll come out with torches and pitchforks. Pitchforks. One of the neighbors said, her murderer yet lives, but let him tremble with horror at the vengeance that inevitably awaits him. Ah. We townies are angry. Except the newspapers all over the fucking city said that the trial was fair and balanced. And that Levi Weeks was a victim of, I don't know, it would have just been another loss to the Twitter mob had (laughs) Levi been convicted. (laughs) Mm. Now, the first transcript, the the shittiest one, the one that everyone was like, this sucks, that got put out hours after the verdict. Hmm. And one part of it said that Levi Weeks's face was one of perfect artlessness, where guilt could never have lurked, and right. described Elma as a trollop. Ugh. Neither of which were said. Right. What was this, the post? Now, Col- that's why Coleman's, Coleman's report was the one... That everyone was like, all right, well, this is this is the, the, the fucking right one. Coleman shits on the other two reports and says, well, this is wrong, and you left this out, and why are you fucking it's – it's a court transcript. Why are you, like, editorializing in it? Right, right. You fuckheads. Why, why are you doing that? You he found out why. Why? Why? Because Ezra Weeks – appeared at Cohen's door and said, I'll give you $500 to change a transcript. Really? Yep. And he was like, how about you go fuck yourself, hammer boy? <laughs> um, and he was like, well, how about instead, by the way, $500 in 1800 is $11,000 today. Yeah, it's not a lot. 
I thought it would be like forty-seven million dollars. But anyway, well, but that's, I mean, it, it, that's what we should have said anyway. In 1800, there was literally nothing you couldn't buy. Like a house was a nickel. Yeah, it's true. So when he said no, I'm not going to change it, fucko. Ezra said, "Well, how about I buy every copy that you printed?" Hmm. Not only would you still get your money, but I get to control the narrative. And since all the copies, you would be on the New York Times bestseller list, which will not in- exist for quite a while, but still. Yes, but it's something to shoot for. Coleman said, I cannot be bought for all the money in New York City. So why don't you go fuck yourself, Ezra Weeks? <laughs> so now that we know that that Ezra offered to bribe Coleman. Uh The other two transcripts that were so shitty, maybe those people were like, yeah, no, give me a little something, something. I'll change my shit. Oh, and by the way, since you have so much money and are so influential in the town, (laughs) I wonder if you had anything to do with all the newspapers saying that Elma was a giant fucking 18, 1799 slut where not only did the papers in some accounts say she was promiscuous, some of them said she was a sex worker. <laughs> People are the worst. Like, did she have a history? She didn't have a history of that, no, right? No, she was 22. Like, what she lived fuck? with her cousin in a boarding house. It was all lies. And the, the first thing everybody thought was fucking Levi Weeks did it. But let's see. Let me get the famousest people in town to defend me in the court. Let me have my brother, who's super rich, fucking make the newspapers shit. Like, where have we heard this story before? Mm. Didn't the fucking Omaha newspaper shit all over the Franklin cover-up? They did. And all Didn't the newspaper mom, in yeah. the fucking Jennings 8? Not yep. really dig deep. It, 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 fuck. So, the one kind of good thing about it is that Uh Levi figured out pretty fucking quick that his days of being a Manhattanite were over. Really? And he said, here's what I'll do. I'll go to Natchez, Mississippi. (laughs) Mm. Because I would rather not be murdered by the town folk of Manhattan. And while he was there, he designed a place called the Auburn Mansion, which is now a National Historic Landmark. Oh, good for him. It's our first example of how murder trials worked back then, which wasn't very great because essentially they just had the the fucking witnesses. You know how like witnesses are all coached now and everything like that. And they and they they go, yeah, no, just answer yes or no. I'm going to ask the questions. You say yes or no. Don't say anything else. And then I can't remember. Is it the prosecution or the defense that wants you to talk a lot? I don't know. Probably the uh, whatever one it is. Just, I mean, the prosecution because the more you talk, yeah, the, the more, more so, you're likely to slip up somewhere. The way they did it back then was just they just let the fucking witness say whatever they wanted, and then the the <laughs> lawyers would just yell at them. <laughs> nice. So that's exciting. Anyway, yeah. And of course, as usual, we're over. Way but, over. Yeah, I know, but. I mean, it's worth it because the fact is, is that what this 
what this story at first I thought, well, that's kind of fucking neat that the well is still in the bottom of the store. And then I dug right. a little deeper and then a little deeper. And then after I got digging, I found out I was in 20 fucking 22. And if you're rich, you don't get in trouble. Well, yeah. After I'm Levi sure Weeks got acquitted thousands of years. After after Levi Weeks got acquitted, yeah. They never had another suspect. <laughs> they just said, "Oh, well, they were like, well, the guy who did it got away, so herp No, we're still sure he did it. Yep. So, it, <laughs> yes, has the legal system evolved? Yes. I'm sure that you wouldn't be able to swing candelabras around a witness's face anymore. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. But, I don't know. Okay. Maybe in Arizona. Yeah. Maybe it was Utah. Levi Weeks died in Natchez, Mississippi at the age of 43 in 1819. After having a family, building a house that ended up being famous and fancy and whatever like that. Sure that he he couldn't walk around the shit clotted streets of what was then Manhattan, but whatever. (laughs) And the stench of that lower Manhattan. He just went on his way and the very first murder trial that ever had a transcript in the history of the United States of America is about a case that is still unsolved to this day. Well, nothing different there. And that is the story of the Manhattan well murder and the justice that Juliana Elma Sands never got. And of course the people in the store say that her body haunts the well. Yeah. What else are they going to say? But that's stupid. Who cares? Um, but yeah. now I'm pissed at Alexander Hamilton, whereas before I was indifferent. Yeah. I'm kind of glad yeah. Aaron Burr killed him, but I can't root for Aaron Burr either because Aaron Burr was in on it. Right. And the cold open was the fucking defense statement where they were all talking about how you can't, and they were kind of right. Hey, you know what? If you're going to put a murder, if you're going to put someone on trial for murder, maybe not put the victim out in the street to just get worse and worse looking every day so that people can get more and more mad. Yeah. Talk about change of venue. Why? Everybody in town has seen the decomposing body. the corpse. Yeah. So that's the story. That's a a wonderful story. story. That's it a wasn't. Great I mean, it started a 2022 story. I thought you I know said what? that she is supposed to be positive. Yes, but I did, me an this didn't happen story. in 18. This didn't happen in 2022. It happened in 1800. Us doing True. the story happened in 2022. But they. Yeah. When did Ghislaine Maxwell get convicted? 2020. One. No, convicted. It was like was the last week Christ- of the year, right? Yeah, it was in just it was, before Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of a mixed thing, too. Because, like, I'm glad because she's a piece of shit, but it's also fucked yeah. up that the only fucking person that's going to jail for the most powerful men in the world banging kids is a woman. Yeah. 
I just hope she has the guts to name names before somebody kills her. Man. I would love to see every one of them go down. Gates, Musk, Clinton, Trump. Um, People we've never heard Bezos. of. Yeah, exactly. The Rothschilds. Hello, I'm Melgor. I'm Melgor Rumblethrump. <laughs> the Hearst. <I've- laughs> the people sitting on all that fucking carried interest with their original Walloon money. Fuckers. Exactly. Fucking rich Belgian bastards. All right. How can people find <laughs> us, Chewy? Uh, they can go to allmylinks.com slash strangeful things, and that'll show them all the show's links Insta, Twitter, Facebook, the show's website, Only Discord, fans. all that shit. OnlyFans. And then. Red and then gifts. also some of the individual <laughs> shit for the two of for the two of us with our Twitters and Instas and we're gonna get a Red Gifts account. <laughs> Don't look up Red Gifts. I take it back. I will not. No, you can. Just none of the listeners. I don't, I don't want just to don't. Either. Definitely don't click trending. Smack is you know what? Strike this from the record. I mean, I know you won't because because yeah, I don't feel like it. It's too All much right, work. folks. Listen, we're going to have a great 2022. And I pledge to you that the next story we do will not bum you out. Ah, that's quite a promise. Yeah. I mean, this means that it might not come out until May because I'm going to have to do a lot of searching. <laughs> uh, but hopefully it'll just be like... <laughs> A bunch of really bad shit that happened to someone who was mean. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's a good plan. All right. So, anything else since we've gone so long? Wow, everybody's getting. You know, we might we we might have uh, fallen down a little bit on the, uh, you know, going out every week, but we're making up for it by giving you extra stuff to listen to. That's right. So. Extra stuff. Damn How about it. you not get off my back? Alright. So what do we want people to do? We want them to keep on flapping, that's what we want. Bye bye.